Hi, I'm Craig Lance. I'm Will Davison. I'm Mark Winterbottom. I'm Greg Murphy. We're the Forex Angels, and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. It's the night before Christmas, but still the V8 news keeps rolling. Uh, Christmas, what's that? You know, we'll work right up to Christmas and probably not get much of a break at all considering we've got cars on planes and all the rest of it in early February. Join us today as we look back at the year that was and what the future may hold as the lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. It may be the night before Christmas, but teams are working overtime to be ready for Abu Dhabi. Kim Jones told the V8 Insiders that they will not be getting much of a break this year. Uh, we've already put stuff on the boat to go to uh, to go to Abu Dhabi and Bahrain, and um, you know everyone's working feverishly to to lock things down. And uh, there's a fair bit going on at BJR at the moment. Jones is looking forward to having Jason Richards and Jason Bright in his team this season. People can see that we're on and up, and now with um, with Jason Bright being here and Jason Richards, and you know I think I think that we're going to have a bumpy year. But Jones was tight-lipped on who would be sponsoring the Bright entry. No, that that'll be announced towards the end of January. Kim Jones told the V8 Insiders that in these global financial crisis times, they've not had any trouble finding staff. We said, look, we can't pay the most money, but we do make sure that you feel like you're part of the family and we sort of feel that we're all a big family here and um, he said look up and down pit lane yours is the very best thing to work for bar none and that's that's renowned in our supercars which is probably a little bit of a feather in our cap. With, with Phil Keane joining the team he's confident that they will be fast right from the get-go. Yeah look Phil and Jason have a very good relationship. Um, Phil had spent a reasonable amount of time at FPR and I think he was looking for a change and um, so he made a decision that he wanted to come here and try this and um, he's got a new baby on the way and I'm sure once the baby's born uh, his family will probably move to Albury as well. And what goals is Kim Jones setting for himself in 2010? I actually just entered for the historic race meeting at Phillip Island and so um, I've set myself a target to lose 8 kilos before then so we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. Shane Howard has become the interim CEO of V8 Supercars. Howard, who was the successful architect of the Sydney 500 event, fills the role until the permanent CEO is ready to start in March. Yeah, we've got a tough, uh, a tough road ahead of us. Um, we've got an enormous amount to work to do. We're about to roll out the biggest marketing campaign that V8 Supercars ever seen and that's due to be launched around the 14th of February. Um, so, you know, just getting all our uh, new sponsors and logos and uniforms and the TV campaigns and, um, you know, there's an enormous amount of work in all that to get that ready at a time where people are now sort of wanting a, wanting a break, they're, you know, they're, they're exhausted. Um, but um, the one thing with our company is that um, 
the, the staff, I'm, you know, they're just unbelievable. The, I mean, the work ethic and, and how hard they work for a result is incredible. Queensland Raceway has become the latest of the permanent circus under doubt for 2010. John Tedley, the promoter of the circuit, has advised V8 Supercars Australia that he'll not be running a V8 Supercar round this year. V8 Supercar events have asked to hire the venue to run another round, but have not come to an arrangement on the higher price, with V8 Supercars Australia saying that Tetley had until Christmas to agree on their counteroffer or the event would be scratched. Tony Cochran told the V8 Insiders that now they have achieved the Sydney dream, their focus would be firmly on improving permanent circuits in Australia. We're happy to work with people, provided they are happy to understand that they've got to improve, firstly, fan facilities, and uh, they've got to improve the whole deal. You just cannot let you know these tired old Australian circuits sit there year after year, not invest any money in infrastructure, and keep expecting you're going to get the big show to come. Qualifying is to change again in 2010, with the two Formula One-style cutthroat qualifying sessions on Saturday look setting, looking set to be canned for a 20-minute all-in stouch, as was used in the Sunday events in 2009, followed by a top-10 shootout. An FIA carbon fibre seat will be mandatory from 2010, while new composite materials have been approved for the use in the cars, which now may also see them used on the left side driver's door. U.S. NASCAR star Tony Stewart flew into town this week to jump into a sprint car at Panorama City Raceway on Boxing Day. We found out his thoughts on returning down under. I just got a chance to come over for vacation is how it started. And then, uh, you know, having Donnie Schatz come over and uh, be running the sprint car over here, it was uh, a situation where I knew I would be coming to watch him. So uh, why not go ahead and run some races at the same time? And how much does Stuart get to see of the V8 supercars on TV in the States? Get a little bit of it over there that we get to watch. It wasn't wasn't televised as much this year as it has been in the past, but... uh, Every time it's come on and I've had a chance to watch it, I enjoy watching it. Uh, what is it, Bathurst that goes up the mountain? That's that's one that I'd, I'd like to see in person. I've seen it on TV, and it, it looks like a pretty cool event to go watch, and looks like it's one of those events that you can't really appreciate it until you go live and see it once. And that's the news on the V8 Insiders. After the break, Neville Wilkinson and Tony Whitlock join me. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly from Jack Daniels Racing, and you're listening to the V8 Insiders. Taking the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. This week on the show, we're joined by Race Facts' Tony Whitlock. Good, uh, Merry Christmas, Tony. And a Merry Christmas to you too, Craig and Neville. Neville Wilkinson, the uh, Editor-in-Chief and Publisher of V8X Magazine, is on the line. Merry Christmas, Nev. Merry Christmas, Craig. Merry Christmas, Tony. We have got uh, an interim CEO. So we've gone from a executive chairman now to an interim CEO and I don't think anyone would complain Shane Howard getting the uh, temporary job at the top of V8 supercars Nev No, well I, he definitely knows the running of the sport for sure um, and I 
think part of it is Tony Cochran's had so much work being chairman and trying to do the CEO job at the same time. I mean, we all know how busy that can get. So um, I think uh, Shane Howard will uh, will be good, but it's only interim. From my understanding, it's not a permanent position. I don't even know if Shane Howard wants to have that as a permanent, because you can't be Chief Operations Officer and CEO at the same time for a long time. He'll get he'll get super busy, just like Tony did. And, um, you know, they definitely need Shane Howard, what he does, as well as the CEO, if you know what I mean. So, I mean, but like I said, the guy knows what's going on. Um, he's a pretty good operator. He tends to deliver on the rounds. Um, so I think that's a step in the right direction for sure. Tony, what's your read on it? Well, he, he's probably got a bit of slack time in his uh, first quarter of the year in that um, his first real event at this stage, you know, is, of course, um, going to be at um, Townsville. But if uh, V8 Supercars take over Queensland Raceway, which is in the end of May or, or April, something like that, then certainly he'll be busier then uh, running that event. But I, you know, I think it's a good move. I mean, he certainly uh, knows how to uh, delegate and get people motivated and all those sort of things are necessary for that sort of job. It's... I mean, you know, the, the vast array of people down the chute um, is such that, you know, he only needs to put in, you know, the, the front end of it to, to make it effective. It is amazing how quickly he's developed some very successful teams right across the country with Townsville, Sydney, the events down in Melbourne. And he's got guys, uh, guys and girls all over the uh, eastern seaboard that are working for him directly. And he's, he's really gelled those teams. And you can see the result with uh, every event that they put together this year. Um, if you ignore the Island 300 being a, a absolutely unmitigated successes. You've got to remember also, they do the uh, Launceston round, um, and that's, they obviously do that for the uh, government in Tassie, um, but I think for rounds like Queensland Raceway, they they already know what they've got to do. It's not a Sydney, it's not a, it's not a well, they don't do pretty much Adelaide, but it's, it's not even a Townsville. So I, I just think that they've got the team, um, it's a, a cookie-cutter affair. Like I said, join the dots, uh, colour by numbers, whatever. they just got to go through the motions. Sure, it's extra work, but they know what they're doing. There's no hidden things there. They know how it's going to work. Um, I think they'll be able to handle that pretty easily. Now, Tony, it is interesting because almost as soon as Sydney was up and running, you heard the, the change in Tony's attitude and the change of what he was focusing on and thereby V8 supercars and it immediately changed to permanent circuits have to be improved if V8 supercars are going to race there. Well they've got all the, um, all the street circuits they need now with five of them and, um, and you know I mean they bookend the series, they've got a fantastic event in uh, New Zealand, a great event in Townsville um, you know, as well as Albert Park, which is very unlike any other. So, they, you know, yes, they need to lift them so that people who get to see these permanent tracks and go, wow, we'd like to go and have a look at one, but the only one close to them is a Barbagallo or a Winton or something like that. They've got to know that they can go there and mean far more comfort than they historically have been. You know, far better food, far better facilities. No, they're not standing in the boiling sun or freezing rain. And You're going to the days where you're, gonna, where you're paying $10 for a hot dog and, like you said, standing in the mud. Well, 
people want more now. If you want to get bigger crowds, you've got to give them more than what, uh, what say, something like Winton has and, and Queensland Raceway because, let's face it, diehards, you and me will go, but they're trying to get more than the diehards. And Sydney, Sydney was uh, an indication of what you can be done if you've got the facilities and the things to, to entice other people to come along outside of the eight supercars. And let's face it, I'd love every event to be like a Sydney round. It'd be great. I'd sell more magazines. Um, the industry would be a lot better off. But that's a long... Uh, well, there's a, there's a lot of work to be done because you've got to understand that tracks need to make a profit and they need to, you know... Why have the V8 supercars if they're going to lose money? So there's this balance between spending the money to improve the facility, but, you know, are they proving it, improving it for just one round? Who knows, you know? This is, this is that balance, you know? Their supercars always say, yeah, we want better facilities, but it costs to those facilities. Are their supercars going to pay for those better facilities? Maybe if they take over the round, they are going to put some money in for some, some grandstands and stuff like that. But Craig, one of the things that was so noticeable in um, Homebush was the crowd. Now, if you spoke to anybody who worked um, on a development series car, they said, no, nah, there's nobody here. There's not 50,000, not 60,000. Bullshit, there's nobody here. Um, and if you spoke to somebody who hadn't actually gone and seen the crowd and walked down Merchandise Alley, they'd say, oh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of people here, so what? The biggest thing that was so noticeable was that that crowd, they weren't wearing colours. They were people who were buying. They had shopping bags in their hand, and they were buying them for the first time. It was more noticeable than any other event I've been to this year outside Townsville. And the same thing again. It was the same as going to Hamilton the first time that these events, you get new people coming to it and they're buying the colours they want to wear. And that's the thing that Cochrane and Go have been able to do is get new people to these events. And that's why that they're adamant if they're going to grow the sport and grow the V8 crowds, they've got to make sure the facilities of these other places are up to the standard of what they were at a permanent track. That is the crucial thing, isn't it? You've, they've got an expectation now. If you go to Clipsal, if you go to Townsville, you go to Sydney... You've now got an expectation of what a V8 supercar race should be. So every every permanent circuit has got a benchmark by at least those three, and, uh, of course, there are other great events around the country, as you mentioned. I mean, the amazing thing is the knockers of this sport, and I've been listening to them for nearly 17 years, and, you know, people sort of say, oh, you must be in Cochrane sort of pocket or something. Well, yeah, I mean, of course I am. He takes some parts away from me, the things I write about him. But I'm in favour of people who actually put on event with well. The biggest thing about the motorsport is different to going to the football, the tennis or most other events is that people go and spend the day there. You know, when you buy a ticket, whether it's 30 40 or $50, people are expecting to go there at 9 o'clock and be there until 5 o'clock. That doesn't happen when you go to the football. You go there for the three hours of the match and that's it. And, you know, it's, it's an expectation that people have that the facilities will be good and they'll be able to go undercover... And that's what they're trying to do, and I, I all point to them for achieving that. You're not going to get a Sydney every time. Let's let's face it, you're just not going to. I mean, but Townsville was a good example of a well-run event. Um, yeah, sure, it was in town, and you could call it either a permanent half. It's half permanent, half street circuit, which is so it's in a league of its own in that regards. But well, actually, Adelaide's a bit like that too. But Townsville was a good example. It wasn't a Sydney. Um, but it was well attended. It, it, it was still a festival. There was things to do and, and stuff like that. And it's going to get better every year because remember it was a first time round as well. So um, don't aspire to sit 
aim for Sydney, but you know, if you even if you just reach what Townsville had, I think you're doing the job. Mm. Now we need to take a break here on the V8 Insiders. We'll be back with plenty more right after this. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panelists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, SportRadio.com.au, or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining me this week, Neville Wilkinson from V8X Magazine and Tony Whitlock from Race Facts. And guys, uh, we, we've talked about <laughs> CEOs and Sydney, but we have got a couple of rule changes. What are they going to mean to the fans, Neville? Firstly, when we talk about the qualifying change. Uh, well, I like the 20-minute shootout on Sunday. and um, I'm not a fan of the top 10 shootout. I don't like to see the top 10 shootout maybe in the long-distance races uh, and even down to just at Bathurst. But uh, I love that 20-minute shootout. It's slap-bang. It's exciting. It's like guys trying to outdo each other, um, and there's no second chance. And that's what they've kind of done. It's taken a bit of this second chance away in this um, in the, in the tiered tier qualifying, which is on Saturday, and put it more like Sunday, which was exciting to me. Sunday's qualifying was one of the most exciting parts of the weekend. And I only went for 20 minutes, but, boy, I was never going to miss it. And that is the thing, Tony. They're talking about 20 minutes and then a top 10 shootout, which uh, for some might be the best of both worlds. Well, uh, you know, it's more than likely trying to create some track time for the cars so it's old, old. gets uh, a good coverage of something, you know. Um, I, like Nev and like most other people who follow this sport, we all enjoy the 20 minutes. <coughs> 20 minutes of uh, everyone trying to get their bit of track. Um, it's exciting and, uh, you know, it really is a... A hark back to days of old. Um, the top ten, I think, has uh, has its place, um, but you know, will be just for. for uh, well, you got to remember the twenty-minute shootout was brought in after Adelaide, when they wanted to say suddenly every race is you know, in its own merit, and suddenly we're brought in. Well, if you're going to have every race on its own merit, you better have qualifying for every race. So that's why they did the. Uh, that's why they brought it in. It was kind of a band-aid situation, but it was one of those things that was done on the hop that worked. Yep. And funnily enough, some of the, sometimes those things work. Sometimes the administration may think too long and hard about doing something and sometimes not thinking too hard about it actually uh, makes it better, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm certainly a big fan of uh, dumping the top ten shootout or giving them all two laps and then let them get a lap in the in the bag and then let them go balls out and uh, really drive it hard. I, I mean, one of the big changes that will be coming, of course, is the smaller fuel tanks next year. And that's going to mean that you know, no longer are we going to be um, having a CPS, compulsory pit stops. There will be obligatory pit, pit stops. You won't just be able to keep going. You'll have to pull in and get some fuel. That's right. And That's right. You don't have to say you have to put a minimum of so many litres anymore. Put in whatever you want because you're not going to do the whole race on one tank. Yeah. Yeah. A, a critical change because it takes the Mickey Mouse 
out of the whole uh, pit stop. Bypassing the biggest change of all and the best news of all, of course. Well, I haven't... Everyone stays in their own car. Woohoo! How long have we all been calling for that? And uh, finally, they've listened because oh. all of a sudden you have got... Uh, the best drivers in their own car and it means that we now have the 29 best drivers out at the track and probably at the start of the race and the finish of the race too. Absolutely. Fantastic. And the amazing thing is, of course, you've got two of them, Garth Tander and Todd Kelly, come out and think, this is the silliest one. I don't understand why they're doing it. Whatever, whatever. And, you know, the problem is there are these elite guys that wander around with their heads in the cloud thinking like everything's been lined up just for them. Buddy, you're one of 29. If you can do a good job with whoever you can get in the car with you, terrific. But you're no longer going to have the gun set up. In 18 years, when the V8 supercars have been running at Bathurst, only twice has a non-regular driver won that race with a regular. You know who those two regulars were? Irregulars? Stephen and Jim Richards. You can't exactly call them irregulars. Neville, the other one is... uh carbon fibre seats mandatory and composite materials have been changed the definition and allowed to use them on more and more parts of the car. Well, yeah, the composite materials, you know, there's the carbon fibre now and the Kevlar and a combination of that um, which is allowed to use on the front passenger door. The driver's side still has to have uh, metal because it's for protection. But, uh, yeah, there's that. And, then, yeah, new definition of a new material. Don't know much about it at the moment. I'm sure getting to, well, starting at Abu Dhabi and, and definitely uh, in Adelaide, um, we'll, you know, we'll probably get with a few teams and they'll probably show us exactly how that material operates. Tony, do you like to see more composite material used in these cars? No, not really. Not really. I mean, you know, it certainly helps with things like mud guards in you know, front and rear and, you know, eventually it'll come with bonnets and boots and stuff like that. Um, you know, they're, they're very small issues and they're, they're things that do make, you know, costs a little bit better. You know, it's, it's proven to date that um, the mud guards front and rear on VEs and FGs have um, cut their costs and they don't have to put on new ones so often. Um, so, you know, they're just helping in, a, in their small way. Well, it's Gas and Go time. Gas and Go brought to you by, hey, what about this? It's V8X Magazine. New magazine goes into stores on January 6th. I hope they've got, I've got that right because I've got the boss on the line. But Gas and Go brought to you by V8X Magazine, where uh, is a huge exclusive coming up on the cover in the new year. And uh, Neville, first to you, where's the off-season gone? Well, Christmas Eve. And here we are still talking about breaking stories. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know Kelly's spots to be confirmed. Uh, we kind of know that Jason Bright's going to Brad Jones Racing. We don't know who the sponsor is, but we also who's going to fill the fourth Kelly Racing seat. Um, but it's, I think that's just uh, a byproduct of how competitive the sport is now. There's some teams that aren't moving um, until they've got their, all their ducks in a row or finding what others. got to go with the best thing that's all, and sometimes that means some see what's available just grabbing anything it's the way it is good it kind of it kind of spreads it out a bit it's the way it is i mean it's good it kind of it kind of spreads it out a bit and gives us something to talk about in the off season but believe me it's all going to be full on when we come back from new years too i gotta tell you though it's not it's not an off season because the season starts february 16 in abu dhabi and i think (laughs) tony you'd be agreeing that it's the fact that there is no time to the start of the season that has meant that there has been no rest for any of them, wicked or not. Yeah, there are certainly a good number of teams who are working very hard to uh, 
punch their new cars out in the track. I mean, February 8 is the first important date for most teams, and that's the test day, uh, Winton and the 10th in uh, Queensland. Um, so that's a very in- important first date for them to, to meet. Um, they've got to make sure that um, no one's burnt before they get uh, on a plane to go to Abu Dhabi. There are some elements that will make it easier, you know, the fact that they've already flown the fuel uh, tanks to New Zealand, um, and so that'll all work okay. Uh, you know, the teams are reasonably resilient now to come away from a, a double fly away. It'll be difficult, but, you know, they'll come back and get ready for the hard grind around Adelaide. I mean, it, it will be tough going to two flyaways with the, you know, the temperatures. They won't be quite as hot as in Adelaide, but, you know, gee, you wouldn't want to uh, run into some uh, plus 40 degrees uh, over there. Now, Paul Crookshank said as soon as Bright fell, Tony, the knives were out for him and his team. Who will yes. be the team that falls first in 2010? I'm sorry, was, what was that? Who will be the team that the knives are out to first in 2010? I, I, I wouldn't like to say. I mean, it's going to be very difficult for the single-car teams to survive, I mean, because um, they'll perennially be pushed down to the back of the, the queue as everybody's uh, mothers up as the three- and four-car teams get together. Um, so those um, single-car teams, of which I think there are three or four, will we'll find it difficult. But um, I, I'd say that the, uh, there's less need this year for teams to be putting larger V8 supercar logos on because there are a good number of teams this year that their largest backer was V8 supercars with their uh, dividend checks they'd get on a regular basis, keeping them alive. Yeah, well, I, I just think that there doesn't seem to be any team that stands out that could fall next. Uh, I think this year's going to be a bit of a consolidation. Uh, the teams who are going to fall over have fallen over this year or their licences have been sold, they've got offices they couldn't refuse, blah, blah, blah. And I think I think next year no-one's really going to fall over. It's all going to be let's, uh, let's consolidate what we've got. The new ones are going to... Um, see see whether they can make it in the in the big lead, so to speak. I don't think anybody's going to fall over. Okay, Neville, if uh, you can't put your sponsor on your car at an event, why is the Middle East good for the sport again? Yeah, but you're only talking about alcohol. There's a heck of a lot of sponsors that aren't alcohol that are going to have it on their car. Um, and basically, uh, you know, the alcohol the alcohol guys. Sure, you might get a bit of TV, but. In the end, I think they're looking at the bigger picture. They all know that uh, these some of these uh, rounds in in um, Bahrain and the Middle East, um, you know, they well whether they can or can't is. I mean, I've seen alcohol sponsorship on V8 supercars in Bahrain. I'm not too sure what the what the rules are or what the sub regs are in regards to that type of sponsorship for Abu Dhabi. Um, I just, you know, I just think they're respecting their their customs over in those countries. Okay, Tony. The, the, the most consistent sound we have not heard this year is of one team owner or team manager bitching on about going to the Middle East twice in the space of a month. Why? Because they get a nice big fat dividend check for going there. And none of them, you haven't heard anybody say, oh, we don't want to go there. I mean, there's been some fans who complain because, oh, we're not going to be able to go and see the opening round. Well, you know, stiff, it's going to be on TV. The, the teams all love the money they're getting. And that's the simple rule. And whether you've got alcohol or cigarettes or whatever else you had on your car, there were a couple of teams when we went to China, a couple of teams who looked into getting cigarette brands on their cars for that round in Shanghai. It Mm. didn't happen, but they could have. 
you know, these guys, you know, they're wanting to do, get out and race in whatever means they can to get there, they will do it. And uh, interesting, if the race was in Perth, would those same fans be jumping on a plane and, and flying over there? Probably not. No, if uh, the transferring drivers, we look at uh, a number of them, who will be the fastest first? And I've included in my list Bargs, Murphy, Coulthard, Thompson, Slade, Lowndes or Wincup. Are you talking the new guys? Are they transferring. Changing teams. They're transferring, stuff? that's right. Oh, well, I think Team Vodafone. It's, come on. It's, uh, um, if you take out Team Vodafone, I'd say Coulthard. So that, that's about as... That's pretty clear cut. Okay, no, Tony? No, no, you're missing Brighty in a Walkinshaw car. It'll smack him. Yeah, but he doesn't have a Walkinshaw engine. Oh, come on. Noonan will be able to put it together so it'll work. Okay. Will Scaife race before the Enduros, guys? No. No. That's Gas and Go, brought to you by V8X Magazine for this Christmas week. Guys, a pleasure to catch up with you. And, uh, in fact, we've got so much to talk about, we might have to uh, get you on the show next week as well. But uh, thanks for your time and wish you a very Merry Christmas. Pleasure, Craig. See you, Nev. Yeah, yeah, good to speak to you, speak to you Tony. And, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll see, you. I'll see you in the new year as well, Craig. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Stay tuned for more. Hi, it's Bargs here, Jason Bargwana from the Sprint Gas Racing Team, and you are listening to V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars, showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. On this week's White Flag Lab, we catch up with Paul Crookshank to try and find out why he wrapped up his team at the end of last season. It's a temporary accident and it is only a temporary exit till, um until I guess uh, I need to go away and, and, and have a bit of a regroup and um, come back and do it more uh, with the resources that I know that now that we need to do it in the, um, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the way that I would like to, to take it on. You, you, you had a big eye-opener a few times along the way. Where do you think the, um, the deficiencies were? Oh, just just we probably undercapitalised when we started, and and it's uh, and we just probably haven't got on top of that. You know, I mean, once you start racing in this game, there's no saying what you got in February is what you got all year. You know, and um, and never a truer word spoken. So uh, so I guess some of those, um, you know, that's that's been our case, and you know, this uh, this this category requires so much uh, work at an operational level. And when you're a small team, you need to use every bit of resource you got, and that's uh, you know that that comes from, from me down. So I, I suppose that's um, you know that, that's I mean I, I think it's only area we've lacked because we've shown I mean we got fifth here today. We had speed all day. We did good pit stops, good strategy. We had you know so and you know we've been doing it all year. We've been doing it for two years. So I think the only thing that we we have lacked is some resource right from the word go. You know so. Uh, when I can go back and get that together and say the manner that I I, I need to do it, then um, you know we'll, we'll be back. There's no, there's, you know, whether I have my own team again, I'm not too sure. You know, in terms of all the hardware, but certainly 
as a licence holder and, and someone who raises the funding for a good car, that um, there's no doubt that it's on be back soon. Now, if you can do a bit of myth-busting for me, there's speculation uh, in the media, which is not the best place to look for facts, that there was financial problems with the team. Is it financial problems like we saw with uh, Indoor Racing, or was it just you couldn't do it properly with the finances? No, we couldn't do it pro- I mean... I don't know what I mean. I don't know how everybody thinks they know my business. I'm not yeah, really too right. sure of that. And, and it is media speculation. And they they do start, you know, they started on Bridie, and then they, you know they find they had to find someone else. So I guess it was me. So um, no, I mean we've never made any uh, any you know we've never s- stepped away from the fact that it's been difficult. Um, you know, are we in financial trouble? No. Uh, you know, ha- did we have an- enough money? No, <laughs> and that's um, that's that's probably you know it's that starts and ends there. And, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of teams put out propaganda to try and uh, derail you and um, and upset your partnerships that you've already got. And um, so yeah, that, I suppose that's the ruthless part of the sport that I probably maybe underestimated a bit. But um, uh, yeah, I, I now know how the game's played and. Um, and I'll, I'll return serve to a couple of these people who have been uh, decent enough to try and derail my program. Was it this season? The the silly season was just so crazy. Were you looking to sell your license, or were people just throwing no, money at look, you? It just it just come as an opportune thing, and we were we were certainly looking to put the put the in the short term put the cars into a big organisation where we could have a four car team, and um, you know whether it was Stones or DJR or. Uh, whatever that was going to be. So, um, but uh, and then someone coming off it to buy my license. So I says, "Oh, yeah, righto, whatever." Well, um, I spoke to my wife and we had a talk about it and decided that we'd yeah have a change. With all my dealings with you, you've been very upfront, very honest, and a very emotional person. Or you yeah. show your emotions when we talk and when you talk to other people, you can see that. Yeah. How hard was it then, when that decision gets made, the sale gets done, to walk into a team of people that are family virtually, because you, you spend that much time together, yeah. and say, guys, we're uh, moving oh, on? Look, it was hard, but it, it, it's, um, I suppose it, 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 it's not as hard as, as trying to make something work that you know you just don't have the resource to make work. And that's, I mean, nothing, no, no one takes anything harder than me when it comes to, to having a bad result over the weekend. I mean, you, you said, you know, I'm an emotional guy and I, I do, I wear my heart on my sleeve when I race because I just, I'm so passionate about it. And, and that's what drives me to, uh, to, to the success that we've had with, with our limited resource. And, um, and uh, yeah, so, yeah, it, that, that was hard to say, but it's, it's not as hard as not being able to do the job properly. So um, I, 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 need to say go back and get that resource to do it properly and I, and I will I promise everybody I will well we've enjoyed your time in VAD supercars and, and particularly all the Porsche yeah. days as well yeah. they were yeah. fantastic said, look we're, we're, we're not done I mean in our current form it's we're going to change but um, I'm, I'm say this is this is my life and it's um, I've got a serious amount of unfinished business to do this I'm young so I can run some of these older uh, team managers down and I'm going to my thanks to Paul Crookshank it was the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring not even a mouse the stockings were hung by the chimney with care in the hopes that the team members would soon be there the drivers were nestled all snuggled in their beds while visions of Abu Dhabi danced in their heads. When what to my wondering eyes should appear? 
but a supercar with eight cylinders sponsored by John Deere. With the enforcer so lively and quick, he looked like a peddler, just laughing so sick. A wink of his eyes and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to work and fired down the straight, then turned with a jerk. His team sprang to the car and gave a whistle, and away they all flew, like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all, a good night. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.